Side Hustle Show 140, Self-Publishing Success. A stay-at-home mom shares her Kindle story. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show, where aspiring part-time entrepreneurs learn how to turn their side hustle dreams into reality. Because your 9 to 5 may make you a living, but your 5 to 9 makes you alive. And now, your host, Nick Loper. What's up, what's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show. We're going international because hustle has no borders. Today, we're diving back into the Kindle publishing business with a stay-at-home mom and uh, author and entrepreneur who has more than 50 books to her name. Well, actually, most are under pen names, and we'll get into why that is. Um, but we'll also talk about how she made her debut book under her own name, an Amazon bestseller this spring. Her Kindle business earned over $5,000 that month, uh, the month of that launch, and we'll get into how she plans to future-proof her publishing efforts to keep up with Amazon's changing landscape. I'm excited to introduce Jatsna Ramachandran, which um, is, you can find her at jatsnaramachandran.com. Uh, come on, it's just it's just as easy to spell it as, as it is to say. So we'll, uh, we'll link that up in the show notes for sure. You can also find Jatsna at publishmybook.today. So all the notes, links, highlights, and Jatsna's top self-publishing tips are available to you in a free downloadable PDF at sidehustlenation.com slash publish or slash 140, whichever is easier to remember. I'm Figured I'd try out the keyword shortcut thing because the episode numbers really don't matter. But anyways, uh, so that would be sidehustlenation.com slash publish for the uh, the show notes for this episode. And one really cool opportunity to share before we dive into it, uh, partnered with 99designs to give away a free book design cover. This is a $299 value, and it's a huge step up from getting Fiverr covers. So if you're listening to this, you're probably an author or an aspiring author, or even if you have no book um, aspirations in the near term, you you probably have a book in you somewhere. I like to think that everyone has a book in them, and I'd love to have you see, I'd love to see you have a killer book uh, cover for your next title. So I'm going to link this up in the show notes page as well. You can go directly to the contest entry page at sidehustlenation.com slash cover contest. If you don't know how 99designs works, uh, professional designers essentially bid on your work with their best designs, and you you pick what you want as the winner. So very, very cool opportunity. Thank you for um, thank you to 99designs for, for um, helping me put that together. Site, hustlenation.com slash cover contest. And get those entries in quick, because this one will wrap on, uh, on Friday the 13th, November 13th, uh, 2015. All right, let's dive into this conversation with Johnson. Then after my kid was born, I wanted to be at home and run a kind of online business. Yeah. And I had no clue about what to start. So while I was Googling, I came across a lot of people doing Kindle publishing. That's when I thought, okay, this has some potential, so let me explore. And that's how I bumped into Kindle and uh, I started. And I had no idea how to write books, so the Writing my own books was totally out of question. Neither did I have the uh, time or skills. So I thought, let me start off with outsourcing the books. Really, that's that's a 
I think most people would say, well, I, I don't know how to write, so that's not that's not going to be a good fit for me. But you say, hey, I know a workaround. That's uh, that's really good. I actually posted this question in a like author's LinkedIn group once, like, hey, should authors uh, outsource their, their writing? And got all sorts of uh, interesting comments like, hey, that would be like a football player outsourcing his playing. Like people were like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. And other people were like, oh, you know, big time writers use, use ghostwriters all the time. I completely understand understand the author's point of view, Nick, because authors are so passionate about their writing that they just can't imagine outsourcing it to somebody else. But in my case, I didn't know that I could write. So uh, from that point of view, I thought it is better to get it written by somebody else than not do anything, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. No, that's really kind of inspiring to take action uh, on that. When uh, when you started the the, the ghostwriting empire, you were still um, doing the recruiting business full time? Oh, yes. And once the ghostwriting business picked up, I shut down all the other things I was doing. Wow. Let's let's kind of dive into that for for a minute. I think this is kind of an interesting, uh, interesting business model. What was what was the process like for creating these books? Is it similar to, you know, the the niche site creation of old where it's like I'm going to start with the keyword research to figure out what people are are looking to learn about? Yes, it's kind of similar. I either take the keyword approach or I take the category approach. Basically, the idea is to look for topics that are selling well, especially in the US, because US is the biggest market for ebooks. So I would either, you know, just browse through online magazines and see what kind of topics people write books on or even articles on and then search for similar topics, similar available titles on Amazon and see if those books are doing well. Or I would just go into the bestseller store and browse category-wise and see which are the categories where, you know, every every book is doing well. So those were the two approaches I used to take to identify topics. What kind of, in the category search, what kind of metrics were you looking for? If the top three books are ranked less than 10,000, it's a very good category because the books are doing well. So I would usually see up to the top 20 and see if it is under 50,000. So if the top 20 is under 50,000, then I think at least the books are selling a few copies every day. Okay, wow. And you say, hey, I can create something in this category and get it to the top 20. Exactly. I would be afraid, and this is, again, maybe the wrong mindset to look at. It's like, well, you know, there's already 20 books on this topic. Like, who who am I to add to this? Like, am I going to say the same things that all these books say? What was the what was your thinking uh, on that for like what unique angle can I add to to this topic? Exactly, because the unique angle is what matters because anyway the topic is selling, you know, people are looking for more and more books on that topic. When there are already 20 or 30 books on the same topic, which means that there are so many different aspects to the same topic. So, it all depends on the unique angle that we take in the book and how different the book is going to be compared to the others in the market. Okay, interesting. And all, all nonfiction in this case? Yes. I haven't ventured into fiction much. I just have a couple of books and they're not selling well. So I didn't put more money into fiction. So I'm just sticking to nonfiction as of now. Okay, no, no problem. I'm all nonfiction all the time. Although someday when I retire, I, I, you know, it's always been a dream to come up with <laughs> the great American novel. What yeah. about, what's the next step? So after you find kind of, hey, this looks like an interesting category, or an interesting keyword to target, are you kind of, is there more research that goes into it or are you going to find an author at this point? See, initially when I started, I would 
actually hire the author first. So I would advertise on sites like Elance and say that, say, I need a book to be written in the gardening genre. Okay. So if you have any prior experience or interest in this topic, then please apply for the job. So that's how I would find the writers. And once I choose the writer, then I would keep the writer with me for at least uh, five or ten books in that category so that every time I don't have to go find new writers. Oh, okay. So I have tried out... Uh, with these content writing companies, but I didn't have some great experience because you hardly get to interact with the writer. You have a project manager who would be, you know, like the mediator between you and the writer. So you can't get your point across effectively. So that's why I decided to just get away with from these content writing companies and directly work with writers through Elance. Do you find, uh, were you creating an outline to hand off to them or just say, hey, I need a book about, <laughs> I need a book about gardening. What, what have you got? You know, Initially, my effort was very minimal, Nick. I would just give them the topic and say that, see, these are the 10 books that are doing well. Make sure this, the book doesn't look like an exact copy of these, but do your own research and come out with something unique. But, you know, my learning in the last two years has been that low quality books don't sell beyond a point. And you know, out of the 60 books, I'm, I would definitely not be able to say that, you know, these are the 10 books that I'm really proud of. So that's a huge learning that I had after I wrote my own book and saw the kind of success and, you know, fame and the recognition I got after writing my own book, because that was totally different than producing these ghostwritten books. Because even if you find a good writer, you know, it's very challenging to come out with great content because that person is not a PhD in gardening at the end yeah. of the day. So... It was a challenge, you know, and initially, you know, I took up many courses on Kindle publishing and all these Kindle gurus would tell you, you know, write a five, uh, you know, uh, a 5,000 word book and just put it out there and stuff. But it doesn't work. Initially, it worked for me because the market was new and people, that is the consumers, the customers who bought the books did not know that these were ghostwritten yeah. and the books would sell very well. But now I feel in the last few years, there are so many people doing the same thing and there are many crappy books in the same topic <laughs> that people have got really intelligent, uh, especially the consumer on Amazon. They can easily make out, they can easily make out the difference between an original book written by a knowledgeable author and a ghostwritten book written by somebody who has no clue about the subject. Yeah. So, <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure you can also easily make out, you know, by just seeing the cover and by just flipping through the book, you will know that there is hardly any value inside the book so mm. the initial books that I put out were actually selling for me for the first six months to a year but after that they stopped selling so when I went back and saw what the exactly the problem was I realized that initially I did some kind of marketing I used to exchange reviews and do all the things that these courses taught me mm -hmm. to make sure that the book starts selling but after a point when the real readers start reading the book they would start putting the authentic negative reviews. Mm. That's when many of the books started suffering. And, uh, and then I became a lot more quality conscious after I put out my own book. Okay, yeah, thank you for, uh, for being honest, uh, honest about that. <laughs> I think a lot of people will, will appreciate you saying that. And that's kind of been my experience. I, I tried to have one book ghostwritten where it's like, oh, I'll put together the whole outline and be like, I need, you know, 12,000 words on this topic. Look like I've, I've spelled out like, and I give her like a 1500 word outline. And it just was not publishable. Like, I mean, it maybe it could have been on under somebody else's name, but it was something I never could put out under my own name. And, exactly. you know, I posted about that in one of the 
Facebook groups and and so many of the like experienced uh, you know content writers and stuff were like, well, how much did you pay? And I was like, well, it's two hundred twenty bucks, and <laughs> it, which was not even the lowest bid. And they right. were like, yeah, there's no way you can so can get quality uh, from that. So it's a very you, short term strategy, Nick. It's yeah. just. Uh, you know, it may give you money for the first few months, but then once the real readers start reading the book and they don't like it, I mean, at the end of the day, quality matters. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. what I realized is that when I was anonymous, when nobody knew me, it was okay for me to do all that. Yeah. You know, because nobody knows who's the person, uh, you know, who's spending on these books and who's publishing them. So it really doesn't affect you. But after my own book, Job Escape Plan, got published and a lot of people started asking me about my online business and they started asking me, okay, show me some of the books that you've published. Then I started asking myself, am I actually proud of <laughs> showing these books to them? So that was a huge uh, turning point, which happened around uh, six months back. Yeah, yeah, the, the book did really well um, this this spring. So do you think there's still opportunity in the ghostwriting strategy, kind of the shotgun strategy of putting out um, these nonfiction books in certain categories, or are you trying to um, transition more into your own writing now? Uh, what I'm pl- what I'm thinking of doing now, Nick, is that actually there is huge potential in Kindle because every day the number of people buying Kindle books is just increasing. But the only difference is that people have become more quality conscious. So uh, it is as publishers, it's our duty to put out good stuff. So what I have now decided to do is that I will only publish books on topics where I have complete knowledge about. Because, you know, if I put out a book on uh, some intermittent fasting or something like that, and I've never fasted in my life, (laughs) I will not know whether the book has good information or not. Even if I give it it to an editor, the editor is not going to know whether the information is authentic. So the idea is to only stick to genres where I have some knowledge in. For example, now what I've decided is to come up with a series of books that are based on running businesses from home. Because I run a business from home, so I can actually uh, tell the writer that this is exactly the book that I want. And to take it a step further, either I'm going to write the books myself, but if I don't have the time, I'm planning to actually give the step-by-step, the entire book in a nutshell to the writer and get that written from them. So that's another idea then. And another uh, thing that I'm trying to work out is, um, have you heard of Book in a Box? From Tucker Max? Exactly. Yeah. So I was fascinated by that concept because the book is actually not written physically by the author, but they are actually interviewed by these experts who uh, who extract all the information needed for the book and they transcribe it and then they convert that into a manuscript. So in case I don't have time to put out a book every two months, then I may even try that out in future. So because that that way I can put my name on the book because all the information is from me, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to necessarily sit down and write the book. Yeah, and he's he's charging what fifteen thousand bucks for the service. Yes, that's an expensive service. So <laughs> maybe with my team of freelancers that I already have for my other publishing company, I can get it done in house. Yeah, not a, that's not a bad idea at all. <laughs> in fact, that, that's a very appealing business. Hey, you're just going to talk to somebody for you know all day, ten or twelve hours. Tell your stories. Uh, we'll we'll take it all down. We'll craft that into a, into a book for you. So definitely a uh, definitely an opportunity there. With the ghostwriters today, what I mean, if somebody has an idea for a book and they want to, they don't necessarily have the time to write it, what's it cost to have a decent writer 
take these ideas and put that into book form? Most of the ghostwriters on Elance charge around $1 for 100 words. So if the book is going to be, say, 10,000 words long, it's going to cost them $100. Uh, but my pro tip here is going to be that don't just use a ghostwriter alone. It's important to have an editor as well. Okay. Because most of the initial books that I published were never edited because I assumed that these writers are going to self-edit. $100 for 10,000 words seems impossibly cheap. Yes, that's the uh, ongoing rate. But if you manage to find some real good writers, they're going to charge two or three times more than that. Yeah, okay. But that's a big challenge again to find such writers. So it's better to get it written by somebody for cheap and then edit it using an expensive editor. Oh, okay. How much is an, how much does an expensive editor charge? Well, at Publish My Book Today, which is our publishing service, we charge around uh, $150 for editing 100 words. Sorry, 10,000 words. Okay, so like a penny and a half a word. Yeah, yeah. And that's, so I think if somebody invests enough and equally on both the writing and editing, at least the book is not going to have these errors. And mostly people, the readers get turned off by the errors and not much about the content, actually. You know, the minute they see a grammatical mistake, they just can't stand it and they immediately leave a negative review. Yeah, it's it's really, and, and I, <laughs> I learned this the hard way. I learned this very interesting way for my first uh, my first book. Like I went and you know hired a, an editor off of Elance and was so glad that I did. Like they helped me so much with the formatting, and actually they didn't charge uh, quite that rate because they were new to the platform and just kind of getting getting started. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm happy to take a take a chance on you since I don't know if this is ever going to sell, and <laughs> we'll see if we'll see what happens. And he caught so many mistakes. It's like, oh my god, this is like super embarrassing. But it's really tough to edit your own uh, to edit your own work. So I was yeah, I really appreciate you, Nick, for that because you yourself are an editor. But right. still, you understand the necessity to outsource it to another editor because you will definitely miss it out when you are self-editing it, right? Yeah, it's really tough. And thankfully, my, my wife's a pretty good proofreader. So she, she goes through a lot of the newer, <laughs> the newer books. And, and actually, for blog posts, I send a lot of them off to a service called Fancy Hands just to, hey, would you mind proofreading this? And um, a lot of times, they catch stuff that I never were caught in surprisingly surprisingly good so that's kind of a cool subscription service and if you wanted to do it for a book you just say hey you know read read this chapter or proofread this chapter proofread this section so one right. one workaround for that i mean there's these guys aren't professional editors but it's a good first line uh first line of defense did you know that roughly half of side hustle nation hasn't started their side hustle yet if that's you i get it starting and building a business is tough it takes more than just an idea. There are tons of moving parts, and it's a bit like trying to assemble your airplane in the middle of takeoff. Thankfully, our sponsor, Taylor Brands, is helping Side Hustle Show listeners make that leap and make it all a lot easier. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, making sure you have everything you need all in one place. Think of it like your behind-the-scenes partner for things like LLC formation, licenses and permits, getting an EIN, setting up your business bank account, bookkeeping and invoicing, insurance, logos, trademark protection, and a lot more. Taylor Brands helps you handle it all seamlessly. And to get you started, Side Hustle Show listeners get 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans when you use our link. That's taylorbrands.com slash side hustle. Taylor Brands, like a tailor for your clothes, T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A. ANDS.com slash side hustle. Start your business journey today with the help of Taylor Brands. 
When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Tell me about the the job escape plan. Because this like hit the top of the charts when it launched this spring. Curious specifically on the marketing plan that that went into that, and you know what the results of that were. Sure, Nick. Uh, first of all, a big thanks to you for being a contributor for the book and oh, having that amazing course on Udemy. Because I really went through that course before I launched the book, the book launch course. I launched the book in a big way because that was the very first book that I wrote myself. So I invested a lot of time and effort in launching it. Mm -hmm. And the results were pretty good as well. Uh, when, when it was on a free promo, I think it ranked number 42 in the entire Kindle store. Wow. And, that's, I mean, that's thousands of downloads a day. That's that's big. Yeah, I think I got around 5,500 downloads in a couple of days. And uh, yeah, and then it ranked in uh, in the in thousand in the thousand and two thousands in the first couple of months, which was very good. So and now it's just maintaining its uh, rank in its category. So I'm pretty glad about the response the book has got because uh, I got tons of reviews for the first time without doing all these review exchanges. You know, <laughs> it was some real readers reading the book and writing reviews. So that was a very uh, fulfilling experience, Nick. Yeah, that's good. So you went with the free launch, uh, free launch plan. Anything you did to build buzz uh, in advance of the of the release? Oh yes, um, I started with creating a book trailer. Actually, so I informed the whole world even before I finished writing the book. I created a book cover as I started writing the book, and I put it out there, and I told on Facebook and Twitter and everywhere that, hey, I'm writing this book. So initially, I was shy, you know, I was thinking that I'm just marketing myself too much. But I realized that I'm putting so much effort in writing a book, which is actually to serve people. So if I look at it as if I'm marketing myself to serve more people, you know, if even if a few people quit their jobs after reading the book and start some business, that's going to serve the purpose. So I changed my mindset and I started promoting it in a big way by putting out the book cover and uh, putting the book trailer out. I even created a landing page uh, much before the book release, a month before. And okay. I said that, you know, just join my launch team and I will give you free copies of the book. And in exchange, people agreed to read the book and review it. So all that really helped to create the pre-launch buzz. For the launch, I just followed the strategy that you suggested, Nick. I initially launched it without telling many people. And I asked my friends and family for uh, reviews. And after I got some 20 or 30 reviews, I put it on a free promotion. Oh, okay. And, uh, the free promotion lasted uh, for three days. And in, on the middle of the third day, I cut it 
uh, at around uh, noon time in uh, Pacific time. Okay. So that really uh, helped in getting some 99 cent sale. And uh, then I promoted it on various 99 cent websites for a week. And uh, Buck Books was the grand finale. So mm, on, okay. <laughs> I think I sold more than 350 copies on that single day at Buck Books. Okay, cool. That's a good that w- that's a good addition to the the free launch plan is like have something in place to keep some momentum at 99 cents which is something I didn't do. So that's uh that's a good hack. So Buck Books is one of those promo sites any other ones that really drove a lot of sales you believe? Oh, I think uh, Bargain Booksy helped me and uh, there is one more called Booksends and actually every month a new site is coming up which is doing well. I recently heard from somebody that Robin Reads is good. And uh, I have a friend, uh, uh, his name is uh, Holger. I think his pen name is uh, James uh, Mayfield. And he has this Facebook promotion service. So that's very good as well, especially for the free promotion. So he would submit your book to plenty of Facebook groups and uh, all these forums like Reddit and everywhere, Pinterest and all those places. And uh, I think he charges around just $12 for promoting your book on a day. And it really gives very good results. Okay. Yeah, very cool. We'll link all of that stuff up in uh, up in the show notes. So thank you for sharing yeah, sure. um, those resources. I feel, uh, uh, Nick, for a good book launch, most people actually ignore the marketing part and that's what really matters. So if people have to spend some money, then it has to be on the book cover and then on the editing and finally on the marketing. So one shouldn't cut pennies on uh, these three things. Okay, no, that's that's good to know. Yeah, the book cover, very important, professional-looking cover. Um, a handful of my covers could probably use a uh, a refresh. There, I've gone to, uh, I've gone to the first cover I had was on Fiverr, and then uh, actually intended to to buy five or ten different samples to see what what I liked. And actually, I think the second one came back. I was like, oh, I really like that. Let's run with that. And then in the in the since then, I've made a lot of covers. Uh, myself mm-hmm. on just in PowerPoint and stuff or my wife has helped like the treadmill desk book cover is, is actually me walking on the treadmill and she took a picture and did a nice little like blur effect for the cover but right. you know investing in in a cover uh, art did you did you go to Elance for your cover artist as well or or where did you find them oh well yeah it's mostly through places like Elance and Fiverr and most people actually underestimate the potential of Fiverr because it's only five dollars mm-hmm. but if you find a good designer they are just going to give you the very basic service for five. And for my job escape plan cover, I found this guy on Fiverr, but I ended up spending around $55 till I came up with the final cover that I really liked. Right. So well, still like still like in the grand scheme of design expenses, very, very affordable. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, that way one should not discount Fiverr. They can actually find some good people there. And right now, because we have a team of designers for our publishing company, we all the time keep looking for new designers on different places. And uh, yeah, and then they start working for us full time. And some of them have even uh, given up Fiverr and they are working with us full time. So that way, I think you can find good talent anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And and I wanted to just clarify, at the time that this book launched, no built-in audience, no big email list to speak of? I didn't have any email list, Nick. Okay, okay. The first email list I ever started building was this pre-launch page. Okay. So uh, that was the very first email. And uh, I think in a, in, a few, in a couple of weeks, some hundred people signed up for helping me with the book launch. So that's okay. the first email list. And in fact, I launched my website along with the book. Until then, I never had a personal website. So yeah, that also matters a lot, Nick, because nowadays, author, I mean, the readers will look at the author profile and will also 
go and check out the author's website. So if somebody is seriously investing time in writing a book, it's an important thing to have a website to talk more about what you do, have a blog and, you know, have some uh, good content apart from the book. So that would really help in boosting the credibility of the author. Yeah, absolutely. I like how you had some built in, uh, like what I like to call some built in virality to it by having the 10 different, you know, interview bonus segments or or whatever. It's like, hey, that's automatically 10 people who want to share this uh, to help spread the word. So I thought that was a good tactic, uh, good tactic (laughs) as well. And now, so you mentioned, hey, we've got these full time designers working for us. What's what business has this translated into the publishing business? Yes, this was actually an accident, Nick. Uh, Just like how I'm talking to you. After my book launch, I wanted to be in a bunch of podcasts to keep promoting the book. So, you know, writing guest blogs and being on other people's shows was again another marketing strategy that helped, that has helped me to maintain the sales of the book. In one such interview, I met Ani. Ani has this great podcast called The Right to Be Read Podcast. So she is a fiction writer. And after our interview, she called me back within a few couple of hours. I was wondering if, uh, you know, the interview went okay or she wants me to ask more questions. Uh-huh. But then she told me that, you know, I have this cool business idea. I understand how the mentality of fiction writers and you have got into nonfiction now. And you also have a team of people doing the covers and all that for your book. So why can't we create this service where authors just have to do their writing and give us the manuscript and we'll take care of the remaining publishing process? Because not all authors go to these publishing uh, you know, courses to learn the whole thing. And they don't want to learn also, many of them. They just want to publish that one book that has been there on their bucket list and then carry on with their life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so I thought it's a wonderful idea. And uh, she said the existing services which are doing something similar are uh, taking away the royalties of the authors, which is not a great thing to do. So she said, let's just charge a one-time fee and let's uh, have packages where we'll do the covers, the editing, the formatting, choosing the keywords and categories, putting it on Amazon. And if people just want to pick and choose a service, they could do that as well. And we are also doing the higher level services like author websites and uh, doing audiobook narration. So basically, we have put this whole team of freelancers together and uh, they are helping us to uh, serve our clients. Oh, wow. Okay. And this is at publishmybook.today, uh, not .com. So publishmybook.today. Yeah, very interesting service to kind of come out. Again, just goes back to show, hey, you know, you don't really know where this business is going to go in two years, starting out doing the, you know, ghost written, like you said, admittedly, not the world's best content in the world. Then you turn out to write a book of your own that does really well. And you become kind of kind of a sought after uh, pro. And I love Annie's stuff, too. So she's a great person to uh, to partner with. And now you yes. get this whole service business. Exactly. And this business was also something that could give us the flexibility of working from anywhere because all our uh, clients are from across the world and our team is also from different parts of the world. So we all work uh, through the internet. So it was very convenient for both of us. We just had to use our existing skills and, you know, use our network to build this. So it was uh, fun and it's been uh, three months and we've already served more than 25 clients. Wow, that's awesome. What's, how, have they, how have they come to find you? Well, right now it's mostly through word of mouth. Uh, we are planning to uh, craft a good um, affiliate program where we would tie up with influencers like you, Nick, who would <laughs> okay. promote us. But as of now, it's all been through word of mouth and, peop- and you know, friends who know that we have started this service have taken our service and they've been telling this to their friends. So that's how we have, we've been getting clients so far. Okay, wow. Yeah, kind of a cool, uh, kind of a cool business, a service business that can be 
well, like you said, you you had the team of freelancers in place that could scale pretty pretty quickly and tapping into you know what I'll call the piggyback principle or tapping into uh, a gold rush like self publishing and be like, okay, how can I be the person? You know, I've I've been mining for gold myself, but now I can be the person that also helps uh, help sell the the shovels into it too. So you have a cool uh, cool business. That kind of the focus for the for the next um, next foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, I think so because a lot of people have understood that to grow any business, it's very important to put a book out there because it instantly uh, raise, raises your value as a business owner. The minute you say that I am an authority in this topic so a lot of people have understood that and they are, they are writing their books so the good thing about this business is i'm not serving publishers who want to publish 20 books a month like the way i used to publish because those people cannot afford this uh, the service because it's not uh, for those people who are just doing the factory made kind of books yeah it is for authors who are serious about publishing a good quality book so it also gives me that satisfaction that i'm helping somebody to put their message out there if you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. Is there, is there like a marketing plan that's included uh, to figure, hey, we're, we'll get you to the top of the charts? Well, actually, you know, we never thought that uh, we, uh, we should have this because we were only uh, uh, focusing on the publishing part of the business. But as soon as some someone publishes their book, they are immediately coming back to us and asking if we could help them with the launch as well mm -hmm. because they know that um, uh, my book has been doing well and all that. So now we are planning to come up with a package for people who have already availed our service. So if they've availed our service, we know that at least the cover and the editing and all that is going to be of good quality. Mm -hmm. So we, it's easier to uh, market such books, you know, rather than market any book out there. So we are planning to offer that extra package to the people who already taken our package yeah that's great hey you gotta listen listen to what the people uh so what do the people want and give it to them absolutely yeah and it's not that people don't know how to do it uh, because they you know they are following a lot of people like you and they know that this is the way books are supposed to be marketed it's just that these busy people don't have the time yeah it's time consuming it took i mean weeks and, and days and hours to, <laughs> to put all this stuff uh, together yeah. line up all the promos and send all these messages and you know beg for reviews and it's uh, uh -huh. it, it is very time consuming so if you had somebody uh with a done for you service on that kind of like what um uh what austin has done with the uh, epic launch um, exactly yeah. and there's one other one what's the other one well tom uh tom morcus got his own company doing something yeah. similar so all sorts of similar um yeah the the, the done for you launch. it used to be hey i've got i wrote the book on the topic but now it's like now i want 
I wrote the best-selling book on the top, right? Like, somebody's got to get me to the top of the charts. Exactly, yeah. And you know what? There are such amazing people like Austin and Tom and everybody doing this that we're all, all the time in touch with them because there are certain things which may not be my expertise. So we can always collaborate with these other companies that are specialists in what they're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Jotsna, thank you so much for joining me. It's jotsnaramachandran.com. And yes. uh, apologies on the pronunciation. We will link that up in the show notes because that's, uh, that's a tough one to spell. And publish my book dot today. And we'll wrap it up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. Allocate at least one hour every day for your side hustle, preferably in the morning. Because for any business that I started, it was all, always this one hour in the morning. So be consistent with that and uh, make sure that you keep hustling for at least uh, six months. Don't give up too soon. So Make sure that you keep putting in that extra effort every single day and uh, results are bound to happen. And for most side hustlers, many of the times your family or your friends may not understand what you're doing. So it's good to have a, a community or at least a small group of individuals to support you. So I started growing my business in a big way after I joined a mastermind group. So I would suggest that please form one yourself if you can't find one. Yeah, I like it. Obviously, uh, I'm a fan of masterminds myself, and I like that call to make make it a daily habit. To spend that hour a day to to make some progress, move forward, even if it uh, doesn't feel like it at the time. It, it definitely adds up over the course yes. of the weeks and the months. So, Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining me, and we'll catch up with you soon. Sure, Nick. It is a privilege to be on the Side Hustle Show. Yeah. Tons of insight and resources from Jatsna in this episode. Quick plug, if you'll if you'll allow me. If you're ready to dive into Kindle publishing, I do have a Udemy course on the topic at KindleLaunchCourse.com. It's aimed at new uh, nonfiction authors uh, and giving all the information and marketing and ammunition you need to launch your book to the top of the charts as Jotsna did. And she was kind enough to give it a nice unexpected testimonial there during the recording. So if you visit KindleLaunchCourse.com, I've got a special discount code for Side Hustle Show listeners. Now we covered a lot of ground in this call. And even though the Kindle business is getting tougher, it's still an exciting market to be a part of, at least for me. I mean, maybe it's the ego trip of having written a book and maybe it's the allure of passive income, you know, creating something once and selling it over and over again. Or maybe it's just the cool opportunity to put your words and your work out into the world. It's a for-profit hobby, like John would say. So be sure to grab the PDF highlight reel from this episode at sidehustlenation.com slash publish. My top themes and takeaways from the episode Number one, publish quality. Make something that you'll be proud of. Number two, don't skimp on covers, editing, or marketing. I really liked how she uh, itemized those out for us. And it's just another example of the, the best opportunities not being visible until you're already in motion. Now, Jocelyn, she would never have created, she never had the confidence to publish her own book if it wasn't for her pen name books. And she would have never started her publishing business with, with Annie if it wasn't for the success of job escape plan. So it just all kind of compounds on uh, on each other. So uh, speaking of book covers, Side Hustle Show listeners can enter to win a free book cover design from 99designs at sidehustlenation.com slash cover contest. That's all one word. I'm going to also link that up to um, from the show notes page. So if you go to sidehustlenation.com slash publish, you'll also be able to find it uh, over there if you're in the market for that highlight reel or entering the contest. Now that's a $299 value to take your uh, book to the next level, your next title to the next level. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for listening 
Until next time, let's go out there, make something happen, and I'll see you in the next edition of the Side Hustle Show. Definitely stay tuned next week because my guest is going to share how she used a social network I knew nothing about to grow her site to 400,000 page views and five grand a month in her first year. You won't want to miss it. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. 